Welcome to the third episode of the Urban Underachiever radio show. I'm Brandon Walker, and I'm here with Stephanie Casey, Brent yeah. Dawson. How are you guys feeling tonight? Really? Did you sur- rainy. Did you did you survive the Thanksgiving festivities in your respective families? Yes. <laughs> did y'all uh, were y'all in here in town? Did y'all go out of town or what? Uh, I went home to my parents. Which is where? Amarillo. Oh wow. The third notch on the Bible Belt. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any stories that are worth sharing about the anything that? Oh, it was more of the same. Uh, unspoken guilt trips and <laughs> those are the best kind of guilt yeah. trips the... <laughs> no direct communication <laughs> fuck that that's useless that's yeah. i uh i had a great time with my family it, it uh we got to welcome my niece number two into oh, the yeah. world yes uh maddie mcconna gelman which is my sister and her husband's new baby and she had some trouble getting into the world but once she made it uh she's doing great and everything's good and nice. it, was, it was a good time to celebrate that and be thankful for that. Which day was she born? Cool. The day, I guess it was the day before Thanksgiving. That is so. my birthday too. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. It's a good day. Yep. Wow. Uh, last week we, uh, or Stephanie, you brought up uh, Kirk Cameron and his uh, amazing work that he's doing uh, <laughs> cinematically and, and uh, socially. A fine, right. fine talent. That and guy. we all know him as Mike Seaver, but if, if you're involved in the religious community and in the religious entertainment world, you would probably know him better as the guy that's in uh, the Left Behind movies and some other uh, religious films. I'm sure you're a big fan of of all of those. You know what? Actually, I would like to Netflix some of those because I bet they're really funny. It's 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 I'm sure cinematic it. uh, mastery at its finest. It's a natural jump off from Growing Pains into you know evangelical. Feature films. Yeah, I would he's assume. really grown as yeah. an actor. <laughs> he's really um, found his voice. And he's his got true... the range of a Daisy Air rifle. That guy. <laughs> well, the thing is, these days he uh, has expanded into uh, theology and in religious activities. And most recently, he and a guy named Ray Comfort have put together a uh, a preface to Darwin's Origin of Species on the anniversary, and, and they're handing out what 10,000 copies or some crazy number of copies for free on college campuses. Mm-hmm. And I keep seeing it on the news too, just random. Like when I'm flipping through somewhere, they've, I don't know if they're doing that or other people are covering it because of the craziness, but it's certainly publicity. interesting. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's free publicity for those guys that are handing them out. But the gist of it is uh, it's, it's meant to discredit the rest of the book. It's meant to discredit Darwin's work. It's and by using some pretty underhanded methodology, like calling him a racist, saying that Hitler was a big fan, so obviously he's wrong. Not to mention, you know, there's certain things that Hitler was also a fan of, like, you know, well, we won't go into the, the connection between Hitler and religion. today but... on one of those blogs that I think I sent you guys that people were saying, I don't know if this is in the book or from another source, but basically the rumor going around saying that at the end of Darwin's life, that he basically said, oh, gosh, I've been totally wrong. I don't know what I was thinking. All, everything I've studied I, and renounced all his oh, beliefs. I've heard that. Death, so, death yeah. Deathbed uh, renunciation right, of his right. beliefs. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, So I, I did a little research myself because I'm thinking, okay, so Kirk Cameron, Mike Seaver, we all know that. But maybe somewhere along the way he went out and got a degree and a doctorate yeah. and, and, and maybe <laughs> – no, I was giving the benefit common. of the doubt, and I was thinking, okay, well, certainly this guy Ray Comfort, who's uh, his, yeah, he's his, that guy. He's well, that's the thing. I, I, I looked it up. 
He sounds Neither. like a lazy boy. Ray, Ray Comfort? Is that his name? Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort is known <laughs> Come as... Come now! He's known as the Get Banana the Ray Man. Comfort. They call him the Banana Man because he has this uh, video where he takes a banana and uses it to explain uh, that Yikes. obviously God created a banana to fit perfectly in your hand. And oh. he, he completely dis- discards the fact or disregards the fact that bananas have not always been like that, that up until. What about the walnut? I mean, God, you need a tool to get into a walnut. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't God make walnuts a little easier to get yeah. into? But anyway, the, the, the long and short of it is these guys don't have any scientific background, background at all. None. Ray Comfort doesn't really even have a theological background. And he's just a guy. He's just, just a dude. And Whoa. Mike That's Seaver enough. That's enough. is yeah. just a guy. All you got to do is believe. Right. <laughs> well, they're well, good let, at that. Let, let's, ba- let's talk about Mike Seaver for a moment, <laughs> if we could. That's um, Kirk Cameron, of course. Kirk Cameron, because it's easy to be against something that hasn't happened to you. Um, obviously, he has, evolution has not happened with Kirk Cameron. He's still <laughs> waiting for his thumbs. The only thing evolved on Kirk Cameron is his bald spot. Oh, oh that's, that's low. That's low. Or maybe it's high, I guess. Maybe true. Uh, speaking <laughs> as a bald man, I don't give a fuck. So, the, so um, but the, the thing is, these guys are going around and they're pretending to be experts. It would be, I was thinking about how could I come up with something equally ridiculous? And it would be me going around going, okay, so I'm not a surgeon per se, yet. I've seen pictures of surgeries. Probably and I watched some ER. And I'm going to say that. I stayed that, at a Holiday what, Inn Express last <laughs> night. <laughs> what Did you check do, that? Did they stay at Holiday Inn? It'd be if I was standing there with like a medical textbook on how to do brain surgery. Mm-hmm. And I made my own forward to it that said, you don't need to read anything past the intro. Because, see, I've discovered this book uh, from a thousand years ago where witch doctors and all these, uh, quote, surgeons, they would cut people's heads open and, you know, pour water on them and that would cure them. So what we need to do is go back to that and, uh, decapitation. That's yeah, the answer. that would be a, a, a very similar type of tactic. I have no background and yet I'm going to come up with a, uh, something that refutes a thousand years of, of medical history. Well, damn sure cures headaches. So I also, I looked up some numbers based on some, some pretty recent statistics about Americans. Americans were asked, you know, do you believe in evolution? Uh, and they were given several choices. 51% of Americans believe that God created humans in their present form. In other words, they believe the Genesis story to be literal. 30% believes that, believe that humans evolved and God guided the process. In other words, Genesis would be metaphorical, symbolic, right. and we believe in a creator, God, that somehow had a hand in this, but it, it's not one way or the other. And 15% believe that humans evolved, God did not create the process. And I was struck by the fact that these numbers have remained unchanged since 1982. But where do they poll and how many people? In I, I don't know. This was a, a Pew poll, which is a pretty Because if well you go in the middle poll. of New York City, that's going to be different from sure. Amarillo, Texas. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that it, it was well-researched. Mm-hmm. It was about, t- they, they talked to 10,000 people is what I remember, which is in, in statistical I, terms. I don't think that's accurate. Good. 50% yeah. of people think you just popped on here a la Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my question for you guys is, is, what is it about science or science that fundamentalists in in the 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 far right, if you want to call them that, what is it that they find so threatening about science? And, and we've seen in the past eight years a complete disregard for science by the previous administration. But let's not even talk about politics. Let's just talk about science and religion tonight. 
Are they compatible? What What is it right now that, that fundamentalists are so scared of? Well, they don't want their lavish lifestyles taken away by the people that give the money to pour out the information that they're selling to them. Well, there's that, but I don't think you can take <laughs> politics out of religion. Um, based, in my view, Christianity in this country has been hijacked by the fundamentalist movement, by conservatism. Um, I don't think they've redefined what Christianity is. Um, so their brand of Christianity has no room for science because um, they want their people fat and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Christians who don't check their intellect at the door, um, yeah, there's room for science. And I, there's plenty of Christian intellectuals who embrace evolution and still believe uh, in the Bible. Sure, so, 30, 30% of people that polled... To me, that's a pretty high number. I think that's that's more encouraging than I thought it would be. I figured it'd be a little bit lower than that. So, thirty percent of, of people who would consider themselves religious, if you believe in God, obviously that you believe in some form of religion. Thirty percent say, "Okay, we can we can reconcile the two. We can have basic mm-hmm. Darwinian evolution, but we understand that God uh, had a hand in that." But what is it? Let, let's take out the, the the leadership. And let's just talk about the Joe Christian that, that's sitting in a pulpit, had, a, pul- I, uh, a pew on Sunday morning. What did... When I was in, oh gosh, I mean, I guess it must have been ninth grade biology in a public school here in Dallas. And I remember my biology teacher was, we were talking about cells and just sort of the very origin. And she said that everything was totally science, but to her, the magic and the God part was the fact that the cell was there and then they come together and then they start growing. And that's what she said, which she should probably have not have been saying in public school, but you know, it was still Dallas, Texas in the early nineties. And, um, yeah, she, that was, that was her belief. So she was sort of like that 30%, I guess that says science exists. And obviously there's been a evolution, but the origin is still. So what about, what about these 51% that really just say, it is, it is what it says in the Bible, and there's no room outside of that. And not just that, but it's a literal interpretation of Genesis. In other words, God created everything in seven days, mm-hmm. and he was so tired that he had to rest on the seventh day, which I find <laughs> just, when you yeah, think about it, is just he's ridiculous. very human, this God. Very human. And Well, yeah, strangely enough. Although later in the Bible it says God never gets tired, he never sleeps, he, ah, except on the seventh day he, he needed to rest. Yeah. Um, later. You and, use that for a different argument when it backs up what you're that, saying. And the fact that Genesis contradicts itself, like, it, it, well, it, we're not going to go into the specifics of it, but why does the average Joe Christian that's in a, a, a church on Sunday, why does he or she feel threatened by these intellectuals, by these scientists? They, they're, they're disregarding what 95% of scientists agree on, and that's that evolution is a reality. They now, live a happy little life without having to think about anything. And so well, you crack into that, you just crack into everything. Well, mm-hmm. I think it comes back to some of the theologies that emerged when we grew as a country. Uh, there was, of course, Puritanism. Um, and the Calvinist doctrine, uh, when it kind of took on its roots here in America... Calvinism basically requires a top-down kind of existence where you believe the people in authority. They're inspired. They're um, endowed by God, so you don't question that. Um, Calvinism kind of requires you to check your intellect at the door and not um, question anything. Almost everything organized does, actually. I mean, you know, wherever there's rules, 
you're supposed to pretty much blindly follow them. And then, you know, I mean, just like the play I was just telling well, you about, not, you know, unless there's an uprising, even if it's a school. Well, I look mean, at Quakers. Quakers, I starts. guess, could be defined as a organized religion, but they are taught to speak truth to power. Um, mm. They're taught to use their intellect. Um, it's not just uh, sitting with your thumb up your ass. It's being involved, using everything that God gave you, including your mind. So... And I don't want to lay that on everything that's organized because uh, there's some organizations well, that aren't most, so top bulk, down. Right. The bulk of all <clears throat> if institutions. It's a, if it's a top down organization, based, yeah. sure. Yeah. So do y'all think that the, the people in charge of these movements, the, the Kirk Camerons and these guys, do you think they really believe this? Or do you think it's, they're, that they're really that evil that they're, re, that they're going, we don't really believe this, but we're going to tell people we do Kurt just Cameron to make some money really believes this. i think he does too I, I, he, he seems extremely sincere if he didn't he would never admit it to even himself unless he crashed somehow you know and had just there he got caught all his internet porn kitty porn or something you know even if and he then, got caught with internet porn he still believes this um otherwise he wouldn't be hiding it um what do you mean I mean, why hide your kitty porn you do that because you're ashamed well, no, but that's the same as all politicians and, you know, uh, church leaders and all of that. that well, they believe hide it. that stuff. I mean, they don't want to be found out because they, they believe don't want to lose saying. their position and their authority. Um, and It's hard to say if they really believe it or if they don't. Like, Because well, once you get caught up in it, too, you can't just, you know, say, ah, never mind, you know, <laughs> if that's your, what your whole life is about at that point. But what, what, what really intrigues me about this whole concept is 51% of people – are essentially trusting in people who have no scientific background. Um, this this guy, Ray Comfort, Kirk Cameron, uh, there's another guy named Ken Ham who's incidentally in jail right now for tax evasion, but he's kind of considered one of the big guys. There's a guy named Henry Morris. They say things like, when science and the Bible differ, science has obviously misinterpreted its data. <laughs> that, that kind of obviously. arrogance and just... Um, That's like saying... When I want to sleep with a woman and she doesn't, she's obviously misinterpreted her own, her own urges. That's yeah, exactly. It's this idea, uh, a guy named Ken Ham said, "If you disagree with what I'm going to say, please do not give me your opinion because I'm not interested. I want to know mm -hmm. what the Bible says." Mm -hmm. Oh, and that that's that makes sense because the Bible has a tremendous bibliography, right? It, because they cite all their sources, don't they? Mm -hmm. Where'd you get that information? Oh, uh, Bush told me. <laughs> I heard it in my head. <laughs> uh, the donkey spoke. And... Well, they're they're putting in, in. Or this guy told me the donkey spoke. <laughs> Brent Brent brought up something earlier before we we got started tonight. He said it. In the end, when you talk to a lot of these people. <laughs> In the end, it does come down to faith, and it does come down to them where they just say, oh, I just believe God. I just believe the Bible, and that's the end of the conversation mm -hmm. because you really can't argue with that. Well, that's what faith is, right? What Exactly. What gets me, though, is when these people of faith, which I have no problem with. I consider myself a Christian, too, and when they, but when they try to make science fit their paradigm, in other words, instead of going, we're going to look at science— and, and use and interpret our mm -hmm, Bible our through science and say, well, maybe they meant this or this. They do it the other way. They take a, a book that's a very, very limited book and a very limited view of God and religion and culture and life. And they try to squeeze, they put it up against science. And then they try to throw some pseudoscience in there to try to explain things that really to an obvious, when you're looking at it and you're just going, 
Well, it's a metaphor. It's a type of literature that mm -hmm. the Bible has dozens of different types of literature. It's got poetry, it's got history, and it has metaphor. Why couldn't Genesis be a metaphor? Why can't we? Why do we have to look at it from a literal sense? It doesn't even make sense from a literal sense because mm -hmm. it contradicts itself. Well, that's because the Calvinist doctrine tells you that it's the inerrant, infallible Word of God. And how do you argue with that? I mean, you can't beat God. Um, I remember uh, having conversations with with Calvinists who believe like that, and they literally believe that the world is twelve thousand years old. Um, Wow, that's pretty old for some of these guys. They yeah, think, a I lot mean, of them think it's 6,000 years old. And I was old. like, really? 12,000 years old? Because, yeah. And I go, how'd you come up with that? Well, we looked at everybody's ages from Adam on through today, and we added it all up, and 12,000 years. That's well, back like, to what Stephanie said wow, a couple of weeks ago about yeah, that circular logic that Kirk quite, Cameron had. You know? Well, then I, then I had another question. I said, it's just a one-word question. Um, and if you believe the Bible, and the Bible covers everything, then I have. I just need to ask you this: um, dinosaurs. If Bible covers everything, then why don't they mention fucking dinosaurs? You'd think if they covered it all, yeah, dinosaurs would come up somewhere in the goddamn book. Um, you know. Or anything, cars. I mean, whatever. Right. Airplanes. I mean. Or the fact that the. Earth revolves around the sun right. rather than the other. And the Bible uses things like the stars fell to Earth. And you're like, well, actually, a star is quite a bit bigger than I the mean, Earth. What... It could never fall to Earth. And, and those kind of things that, like, if it was, if the Bible was meant to be science, it would be accurate. I just understand how anyone in their right mind um, can look at the other religions in the world and see the exact pattern of what Christianity is. If, if they think Jesus, Christianity and the Bible are the end all and is the only way and it is the only truth. How can you look at parallel religions that basically just have their own interpretation and the same kind of comeuppance, you know, through time with a different piece of literature and different leaders or idols or whatever it is. How can you not say, Oh, it's all just a bunch of the same stuff. That's kind of different. Does this all come down to personal self-esteem, honestly? To me, when I try to dilute this down to its its essence, it's going, well, I don't really like myself very much, but I believe that God does. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to believe that he created me special, that he, you know, as, as it says in Psalms, created me in the womb and he loves me and, he, and all these kind of things. In other words, it's, it's that father figure. It's a, a need for acceptance. And when you throw it off to evolution and say, well... It just kind of happened because of gravity and magnetism and that, then that takes away that personal um, mm -hmm. self-esteem that you have because all of a sudden, but what about this, this middle ground where, and I was thinking about the other day, I think the evolution, the idea of God and evolution is a beautiful idea that God didn't just take six days to create everything, that he took millions of years, that he finally crafted things, and that humans are being perfected over time. And that but even that you know, is weird. Like, why? I mean, why, why weird, do we have to be so self-important like that? You well, know? I don't... Yeah. I mean, it is... There is an element of self-importance about it. On the other hand, um, there are questions with evolution, too. Like... Um, evolution flies in the face of the second law of physics. Yeah, thermodynamics. Thermonuclear dynamics, where everything decays, evolution proposes that we advance, that we uh, accelerate our, our whatever. 
Right. Um, order cannot come from disorder right. by natural means. I was thinking about that today, but what about like snowflakes, right? Snowflakes are natural, chaotic acts of the wind. But when you look at a, a snowflake, it's perfectly symmetrical. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly it, – it displays a, a strong amount of order. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that, that do that, but that is a, a common – But it doesn't advance to another form. That's true. That's true. Um, it still obeys the second law of physics. Evolution doesn't. How about we pull this ahead to away from evolution and talk about the environment and talk about religious attitudes toward global warming, towards the environment? Um, so based some statistics I looked up today, uh, I think it said about 40% of people believe that there is such a thing as global warming, but most people don't. 60% of people believe that awesome. it's that it's just kind of the happening the way it's going to happen. And Well, that's my understanding is most people who are Christian or religious say God slash Jesus, Jesus would never have, you know, made an earth that will run out on us. So we don't have to worry about anything like it'll just, you know, take care of itself. Hmm. Have you have you found that to be the case in the religious community, this idea of. You know, it's all going to just kind of, well, Jesus is coming back, so we don't need to worry about it. Let's just kind of drill, drill, baby, drill, and, you know. Jesus is coming back. um, Why bother? Which, if it was just that, is okay. But, um, again, Christianity in this country really isn't Christianity anymore. It's just a conservative. Is it anywhere? It's a conservative pep rally. Um, That's all it is. There are rarely any Christian... Uh, churches that I found that really um, uh, want you to think, to question, to is that worldwide? Do you think, or do you debate. think that there are places in the world that are sort of more I hope there is. Christians? Like I mean, this? I found a couple, but you've got to really dig mm-hmm. or start one in order to have that kind of dialogue where uh, Christianity is in the business of exploration instead of just. Exploitation. Uh, being f- instead of viewing ourselves as vessels to be filled, viewing ourselves as living beings that grow and advance. And so, are are there churches that would welcome in this thirty percent of people that believe in evolution and also in God? Are, are there churches around who would allow you to believe that without? I feel like there are progressive churches. I don't have an example off the top of my head, but I I feel like occasionally I see news bits about. A well, new wave of this, that, or the other that's trying Jim to Baker's modernize. Son. Jim Baker's son has churches like that. He started two or three um, that is more progressive. It's got, They lean a little more liberally. Um, they embrace gay marriage. Right. That's they, I've seen that too, yeah, where they um, sort of say, okay, we're they, accepting um, this. They... Uh, they believe the Bible, but they also are not above questioning and, and, and investigating, um, and they're not going to dismiss anything out of hand. Um, they they encourage the dialogue. What role do you guys think the Internet has played in allowing religious or, or radically religious people to stay uninformed or misinformed? Hmm. To me, logically, I would think, okay, now that the Internet is here and you have easy access to legitimate science, wouldn't that be changing these numbers of people who believe in in a, a staunch reading of Genesis? Wouldn't you think that people would have more access to science and now they can be more enlightened when actually the numbers reflect quite the opposite of that, that it's just, it's pretty much stayed well, the same. I think you're still Have you ever tried to read uh, scientific 
literature. Bill uh, Bryson, I'm, A Short History of Nearly Everything, is a great hi history of all of science. Well, I mean the actual research. You, you brought up a good point. It's a lot easier for me to look up Creation Science Museum mm -hmm. on the web and read because it's page after short, page of concise, simple, sort of makes sense, watered down for the masses. And it's hey, there's Kirk Cameron sitting right. on a chair, mm -hmm. you know, telling me that he's right and 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 uh, Darwin's wrong and all this. Well, hey, we're, we're, where are the evolutionists doing? We that? live in a fast food culture. We don't want to sip. We don't want to think. We don't want to sip through. Yeah, they're not going to seek it out. Basically, certainly. the Bible, most people in this country haven't even read the Bible. Most Christians who sit in church mm -hmm. haven't read the Bible. They they look at the Bible just like they look at the licensing agreement on the Internet. They, <laughs> I can't read all this shit. They just the scroll to the bottom. And every I'm sure it's all basically true. I accept. <laughs> That's the way Christians kind of approach uh, the Bible in this day and age, because nobody wants to take time. They get, they're too easily bored. Um, and that's, I keep harping on this, but even though there's reasonably intelligent people in church, I count them as stupid because they're not using their brains in any real significant way when it comes to, uh, issues like this. Um, I, I, I was doing a show in, um, Shoto, Oklahoma, and uh, I did some joke about a redneck, and this guy yells out from the back, I have you know, Jesus was a redneck. Like, really? <laughs> did I miss a day of Sunday school? I mean, is there a gospel according to Gus I missed somewhere <laughs> down the line? <clears throat> Would have made the Bible much more entertaining. You don't know? see a lot of Jewish rednecks around, <laughs> I guess. Well, you know, and God <laughs> fed the 5,000 with just five pork rinds in a hot pocket. Yeah, it makes total sense. But, yeah, that's kind of the mentality. And we, we make fun of the Bible Belt because that's where rednecks But they're still, even online, they're still completely surrounded by their community. It's not like they're hitting up, you know, liberal websites or going to read the New York Times. That's true. I mean, they still have all their same friends on Facebook. They're seeing all the same propaganda. They're seeing all the same YouTube videos, you know, and... It's yeah. It happens on both sides. Yeah, of course. Um, atheists don't bother reading the research either. Absolutely not. Um, they go find their liberal blogs and uh, find the the one-liners that they can use, and they jump on that. Nobody bothers to read the research. Scientists rarely agree on anything. I mean, you'll have a camp that believes this and a camp that believes that. Um, any scientist with a credential can make a claim, and there starts the process. But also they, they usually aren't people who are going to want to go on stage and defend something exactly. or fight for belief. They're scientists. You know, they're they're intellectual thinkers, and a lot of them are going to be very meticulously detail-oriented, very also very introverted, and right. so not the kind of people they're going to say, I found this, and I'm going to do everything I can. Plus, they're to not going to lower themselves you know, to talk to you, you Kirk Cameron question, and people exactly, like that. Exactly. You, know? you asked the question several times, how can people dismiss science? Well, because scientists dismiss other scientists' science. No, there's not a lot of uh, agreement. I mean, you have a, a preponderance of evidence among scientists, and that's the theory that they go with. And right now, evolution makes the most sense out of all the theories that are out there. Mm. So that's what we go with. It hasn't been proven, but it is scientifically accepted because that's the one that makes the most sense. Um, so you ask why people don't get behind science. Well, because nobody does. It's... I think the uh, the evolution issue is not 
that scary to me. It's kind of entertaining in a lot of ways, but the religious attitude towards the environment to me is a, is a, a very scary issue because they're mm-hmm. affecting policy. Mm-hmm. And especially in our country, the religious right affects our policies, our energy policy, uh, cap and trade, uh, environmental regulation. And when they come out and they, they rally against it and that affects the legislation, that literally affects people's lives. And, well, and there you go. Because if you fund people who will research things that will help your cause, then you fund those things that will help your cause. You're not going to fund discovery for discovery's sake. You're wanting to fund something that's going to support what you're going for. And that's where science is right now. It's go, It goes where the money goes. Um, so, and that's how it is through all of history. That book mm-hmm. I just mentioned, Bill Bryson's book, just shows that, that especially when before we had movie stars and all of that, you know, people like scientists or composers were the stars of right. the show. And so they would just, you know, um, give funding by favoritism or that so-and-so sister or I need to shut this guy up or, right. you know, we don't like that guy because at one point he kind of claimed something that we were promoting. So we're not going to promote his new discovery. And I mean, history is just filled with that mm-hmm. in the science community. Well, that's about uh all our time we have for today. We're actually going to stick with 30 minutes this week and try to stick with that in the future. Any final comments on the wonders of Kirk Cameron, the beauties of evolution, and the progress of America? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much of a wrap-up on that. Uh, we should have some interesting stuff to talk about next week. Uh, tonight. Well, the, the, I, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in <laughs> evolution. I don't believe in Kirk Cameron. <laughs> but I do believe in the Easter Bunny. Leaving chocolate eggs in the nice. night. All right. Well, on that Every note, uh, Merry Christmas and to all a good night. And we'll see you next week. Bye.